Learning to Love the Peaceful Silence by Bethany McMillan. Delicious campfire smoke filled the air and covered my clothes. The air was cool for a summer night, and the inky black country sky stretched as far as I could see. Stars like pinpricks of bright lights winked above. I sat perched on a log surrounding the orange glow, with legs stretched out before me. The flames warmed the cool summer night. I stared into the blaze, listened to the quiet strum of a guitar, and the youth leader's words. You are your truest self when it is quiet. In the night before you go to sleep, or in the morning as you wake, that is where God will meet you, the place where you are still and quiet. I soaked in the words and wondered how that would be possible when I didn't like the quiet or the alone. Years later, I sat curled up in the corner of our living room, legs folded under me in our green paisley chair and warm coffee mug in my hand. In the pre-dawn darkness, a single reading lamp lit the room. The dog snoring and the pages of my Bible crinkling as I turned them broke the silence. This peaceful start to my days has become a treasure, a balm to my busy life. The quiet is a welcome reprieve. I've learned to love the stillness. The change had been gradual. I'd returned home from the thoughtful moment at the campfire and surrounded myself with the noise of a teenage life. I fought against being alone by filling my calendar with social events and school and later work. And when quiet time settled in, I would turn up the music, turn on the television, or get out of the house. As a young mom, I worked full-time. The peace and quiet were rare. Saturday mornings when my beloved was out of the house and my growing boy was napping, I'd craft. I noticed something about these moments. Instead of wanting to fill them, I relished in them. My mind relaxed in the peaceful quiet and drifted into quiet worship. Now, my growing boy is taller than me, and our weekly schedule is still full. There are no more nighttime feedings or nap times or toddler playdates. Now there are sports and school and friends. I no longer fight the idea of being alone in the quiet. Instead, I look for ways to fit in the peace and stillness. Peace, margins. The idea of unrushing, purposefully slowing down so I'm not barreling through life at breakneck speed, beckons my heart. Over and over, it calls me to still my body. So in turn, I can allow God's mercies to still my soul. I want, as the psalmist did, to seek peace and pursue it. When I notice my calendar is too full, feel my shoulders begin to rise and my breath begin to shallow and my mind begin to race, I consider one of these ways to turn toward a slower pace. I take a quiet walk outside. I leave the earbuds out and focus on just my steps and my thoughts. My mind and heart revel in the quiet time, my body in the activity. I visit with a friend. Eye contact, proximity, and voices impact how close we feel to someone. Instead of scrolling social media, I try to set up a time to meet with a friend in person. I consciously slow my body. I focus on my senses, noticing the things I see, hear, smell. Inhale, exhale. I pull my shoulders down, straighten my back, and lift my head. I smile. By taking control of my body this way, I can reverse my stress response. I pause before moving to the next thing. I take a moment during errands or before I get out of the car at work or at home to take a deep breath. For just a moment, I relish the quiet and add breathing space to the rush of life. I praise God for the things he's done. In Luke 17, Jesus tells the story of 10 men suffering from leprosy. When they asked for mercy, Jesus sent them to the temple, and along the way, they were healed. 
But when one of the men saw that he was healed, he doubled back, fell face down, and thanked Jesus for the healing. I want to be that one, the one who thanks the Lord for what he's done and what he's doing. The memory of that night at the campfire still rises often as I fall asleep or as I wake. Now I smile at the recollection of the young girl who turned up the volume to drown out the silence. I've since learned to love the quiet, and I welcome the stillness. I treasure the time to meet God here. Bethany, I so appreciate you sharing this piece with our listeners and would love to ask you to share just a little bit about yourself and your family. Oh, I'd love to answer that. Thank you. So I am uh, married to my beloved husband, who is a number-loving accountant. I have one son who is a tween. He is 12 and will be 13 in April. Um, I have the um, incredible privilege of working full-time as a librarian at Mm -hmm. um, the lower school where my son goes to middle school. So I get to work with pre-K three all the way through fifth grade reading and discussing books. And um, it's about as close to a dream job as I could imagine. So um, that is kind of a quick synopsis of our in-home and outside-of-home life. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been asking other writers this uh, series, what is one special, interesting, or quirky thing about your family? Well, I don't know if this is interesting or quirky exactly, but it's kind of funny. Um, So, you know, lots of families, it's the dad and son who are big Star Wars fans. But Mm -hmm. in our family, it's myself and my son who are the big Star Wars fans, big Star Wars fans. And so we have been um, watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus and trying to convince my husband um, that he should also be a Star Wars fan. (laughs) So fun. Yeah, we've been watching The Mandalorian at my house, although I've missed the last couple of episodes. And I I feel like when I, I've missed a, a few of them, I like I don't want to jump right back into the ones that are current for the yes. week, you know. I yes. want to make sure I catch the, the ones Absolutely. before. So. I 100% agree. We um, we missed a couple during, um, you know, all of the rush of the holidays. And um, so we've been having a little marathon the last couple of nights trying to catch up. And um, then we have tickets to the new movie um, on Sunday. And um, William and I are very excited. Um, And my husband is trying to be supportive. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Wonderful. Well, I would love to ask you, what is one thing that you do or maybe specifically don't do or maybe a product that you use that makes your life just a little bit easier as a mom? Um. Okay, this is kind of kind of silly too, but I have straightened my hair forever and always. Uh-huh. Um, I um, and just in the last year have realized how curly my hair is, and so yeah. instead of straightening it each morning, I have started um, just letting it be naturally curly and using curling enhancer products instead of straightening products, and it has literally changed my life. <laughs> That's awesome. So instead of spending several minutes each morning, um, you know, washing and straightening and all of those sorts of things, I just let it be curly and then it lasts a couple more days. And so I get a few more minutes of sleep and it's yeah. super easy. 
<laughs> Do you have any particular curl products that you especially love? Well, everything that I use is um, a cheap over-the-counter kind of thing. Yeah. I use um, a Moroccan oil curl enhancer that's in a blue bottle that I nice. buy at Walmart. Awesome. And um, it smells really yummy and um, helps my hair be really curly. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I have realized after the birth of my last baby here in April last year um, that I have naturally curly hair as well, although it's pretty forgiving. Like I can straighten it when I want to and I can make it curly when I want to, which is really awesome. That is awesome. But I've just noticed that the newer hair that's coming in after my postpartum, you know, recovery time is very, very curly. Like, (gasps) I don't know if I can straighten that portion. It's right in the back of my head. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess we're doing curls. (laughs) You may be a curly girl after all. (laughs) I may be. It's awesome. Well, I'd love to ask you, what is one topic that you could talk about forever? encouraging other women. Mm. I think um, as moms, we um, have this idea um, that we have to be perfect for things to be meaningful. Mm. And um, just realizing that God is in every single moment and um, our friendships are so vital to that when we take time to encourage each other. Um, So I could really spend a lot of time talking about um, taking quiet minutes with God and encouraging women to encourage other women and to build that community and those relationships. Could I ask you, is there an example of some time that someone encouraged you in a really profound way? Absolutely. Um, I have a very good friend who I worked with for several years as a teacher, and she's one of those women who anytime you're around her, not only is she a fantastic teacher, but you leave feeling like you could be a better person and Mm. a better teacher. Um, And she's inspirational like that without it being, you know, contrived or planned. Um, And I remember sitting across from coffee with her about 18 months ago, um, talking about my dream of being a writer. And she just stared right across that latte and said, then why aren't you writing? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, but it was really kind of a life changing moment. She um, just with that simple sentence um, changed the way I thought about myself as a writer. And then after that, um, I started sharing my words more publicly. That's a well timed question. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And because we're in the middle of the Peaceful Home series, I'd love to know how you find or create peace in your home. I think. Having one one thing that you're working on at a time to create mm-hmm. peace. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you are encountering a really busy time, um, maybe the one thing you want to focus on is having dinner together in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, then work on focusing on that one thing mm-hmm. for that season and then add in other things as you become more accustomed to that, as that becomes um, a practice that your family easily does. Don't try to change everything at one time to make it peaceful. Yes. Yeah, it can be overwhelming if you're overhauling too many things at once. <laughs> Absolutely. And so just um, something and to pick something that really speaks to your heart. You know, don't try to um, pick things that... Um, all of your friends are doing, um, because sometimes those don't work as well for your family, you know? And so just figure out what I like to figure out what my family needs 
and then work from that. Um, my husband, as I mentioned earlier, is an accountant. And so um, there are seasons um, in which it's very busy and right. uh, his evenings are late. And so we had to adjust in order to create a peaceful environment in the evening, adjust our dinner time. Um, so we eat later than lots of people do, but we make it a point to try to sit down together at least a couple of nights a week, um, whether we are picking up food and sitting down at the table, or mm-hmm. if I have the chance to cook dinner, then we do that. But um, that's something that we have really worked on um, over the last couple of years is making sure that we have that dinner time. Mm, that's great. And a good tip to just keep it simple and try to focus in on what you might be able to sustain for longer than a week's push. You yes. Know? Yes. I think, you know, lots of times we go into um, something that we want to do, whether it's a peaceful home or maybe a more organized home or, you know, something like that. And we're like, or I am, I guess I should say, oh, here's, you know, 12 things I'm going to implement in the next uh, week. <laughs> and um, then you get to down the week and you're like, okay, these 10 things aren't working at all, but these two things are. And so I think if we give each other and give ourselves grace for what we can handle at the time, work on one thing and get good at it, and then add something else if you feel like that would be beneficial, as opposed to biting them all off at the same time. Yep, that's so good. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. I am excited to share this essay with our listeners, and I'm so glad that we had this chat today. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you very soon.